irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. Listening to It's Complicated with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli only on LA Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jen. And today we have our favorite doctor, Dr. Karen, calling into the show. Last time we chatted with her back in April, we picked Karen's brain on a variety of topics. But today we are zeroing in on things like single shaming. Yeah, that's real. And why people should actually be single longer. Hmm, maybe we're doing something right. We will focus and discuss on how to find a man a lot on this show. And so today we're going to, you know, see why we feel good about being single. And we are going to dive into our personal lives like we normally do. And we're going to talk to Dr. Karen about why all the single ladies is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we're going to fill you in on what we've been up to over the last week. So let's air our dirty laundry, single lady style. Yeah. So Friday night, I was a single lady hanging out with my couple friends that just got engaged. And that was lovely. Saturday, spent the day helping a friend who actually just broke up with her boyfriend. Um, She moved into a new apartment and I was helping her like feel more settled in her space and feel like being single is a good thing. So got her all set up. She's really happy to be in her new house. And I think it was like really empowering. It was a really nice like day of friendship and also like setting a foundation for what's to come this next phase of her life. Then went out and celebrated a friend's birthday. We went together, Lauren and I, celebrated a friend's birthday and went to Doheny Room, which I don't know that I need to ever go back to Doheny Room because of a a variety of reasons. (laughs) Um, We'll just get into that in a sec, but it's crowded. It's very sceney, very LA. Um, But the fun thing that happened was I noticed a guy across the bar Thought he was super cute. Told all my friends that I thought he was cute because that's what I do. Can't shut my big mouth. Then I was like, oh, my God, how do I talk to this guy? And like sort of didn't really think anything of it. But it like a few minutes later, his girlfriend that was with him, like female friend, came over and was like, oh, my friend thinks you're cute. Like he's new. He just moved here from New York. Um, You should talk to him. And I was like, huh. I knew there was something there. I knew it. I can always sense if there's like a vibe. Like if you make eye contact with somebody, I think you can pretty much pick up on the chemistry. Yeah. And he kept looking over at you and you were like, I should say something. What should I do? And then I was like, well, I can, I was going to pull the move of like what his friend did for him. Like I was going to be like, Hey, like, where are you from? And like, you should talk to my friend. And as soon as I said that one girl in our group who I will not, uh, anyway, was like, no, don't. I was like, what do you mean? No, don't like, and then two seconds later, his girlfriend did it. I was like, see, whatever. I'm just trying to be nice. But anyway, it was totally obvious that they were like looking at each other. Well, so it was fun. And that was like one of those like moments where you're like, aha, it does happen. It's like very much like a movie or like a romantic comedy kind of thing where you like lock eyes across the room. And anyway, so we exchanged phone numbers and here's the issue. When he first came up to me, the like several things he said was um, he just moved from New York, which I know from his friend, but then also that like 
his girlfriend left him, which was part of why he moved from New York to LA. And I was like, wow, okay. You just aired your dirty laundry right off the bat, which is fine. We all have our own history, but I was like, ah, TMI too much right now. Um, and he also told me he was an actor, which is like, to me, the kiss of death, especially if you're in your early thirties or even in mid thirties and you're an aspiring actor, because at some point you have to like, kind of give up the dream and like find a business, like or a career that like, it's something you have control of because being an actor is like very much out of your hands and like, you're going to struggle for a while. Yeah. So it's fine if you're struggling, like in your early twenties or if you're like making headway, but he also did tell me he's like, um, a fledgling poet, if you will, and showed me like his Instagram and like he writes poems and they're actually really good. But then I was like, Oh God, you're like the emotional actor poem writing type. This is going to be trouble. I have a question for you then. Mm. So why are you going to go out with this guy? I'm not. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like you should. No. And you know, like at first I was like, well, I should give him a chance. Maybe he's great. Who really knows? Like, I can't really turn down the universe when it's presenting me with people. That's true. But then obviously the logic set in and Sunday rolls around and I'm like, "Mm, yeah, no, probably shouldn't do that. Like it was nice. And it felt like a nice ego boost for a second. But then also another girlfriend was like, no, you can't go out with an actor. No, I'm not letting you like, really, do we want to waste more time? And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, you do have my best interests in mind. So no, I probably shouldn't. Thank you for reminding me of what I tell you all the time. Yeah. I think it's fine to be open to like meeting people. And that's obviously what happened. And that if for that sense, it was good. But if you have like things that you are already turned off about, then there's no point in even wasting your time. Yeah. So that's not going to happen. But, um, then we both went to another girlfriend's birthday that day on Sunday at the London Hotel Pool, which was so much fun so and fun. very girl power. Oh, Lots yeah. of single ladies and also not so single ladies. Um, and then went to another friend's house for a birthday. Then I went to my family dinner and it was just a, like a great weekend and it was a lot of fun. Um, but tonight I'm supposed to go on a date. With a guy, the guy from 4th of July, but oh. I don't know. I don't know if I feel like he might be like a no-show. Like, a no, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to hear from him. Oh, really? I haven't heard from him since Saturday when he reached out. And truthfully, like, I'm like, should I reach out to him? Should I not reach out to him? But I'm like, you know what? If he doesn't reach out to me and he has all the tools to do so, yeah. it's not meant to be. And I'm not going to force something. I'm yeah. very against forcing things. And also, like, then I'm going to be just grateful to the universe that, like, Thank you for not wasting my time. Exactly. Because you let it like show itself to you. And I I think that totally makes sense. I like when people show their true colors and you got to let them. You can't just do it for them. So yeah, I like when uh, things things and people show their true colors too. Um, I, this weekend, decided that Saturday was a me day. Speaking of being like a single lady, I've been single for like a while, longer than I'd like to admit. And um there's, you know, like a lot going on in the weeks. And I normally don't have like a lot of, I mean, I'm like, by myself, if you will, because I live by myself, but like, taking time for you is an important thing to like, you know, we're going to celebrate like being single and talk about it with Dr. Karen today. And like, you shouldn't single shame people and why it's good to be single longer. So why don't you like it? Celebrate those moments. So I made Saturday me day. And, um, you know, like I said, I really like being part of a team. I like being social and hanging out in groups and like, you know, doing things with people. But I also like my moment. I was getting my nails done and I was like, you know what? This is a me day. Like I'm doing the things I need to do for me. Um, and it felt really good. And, um, 
Then speaking of other people and being by yourself, I'm also, you know, dating somebody and um, he is away on a vacation, like a family vacation for like three weeks. And I really miss him a lot. It's like, you know, when you start to develop feelings for somebody and then they're not around as much, like I don't even really talk to him that much. I think he's in an area where he just doesn't really like get a lot of cell service and it's just like, yeah, it makes you, I think it's moments like this when you're going through turning into, you know, dating into something more serious, like where you start to realize your, your feelings are real because. Is, is distance making the heart grow fonder? Yes, for me. I hope it is for him too. <laughs> um, but it, he's like in a place where it's like his favorite place. Like he grew up going there and it's like his happy place. And so um, he, you know, he did say that he, you know, I was like, I hope you're having a good time texting him recently. He's like, yes, I am. I can't wait to share it with you. Like to share uh, this place with you is what he was saying. So it was nice to know that he was thinking about me and that eventually like maybe I could you know, end up going there with him next time he goes and it looks really, really fun. Um, and he's having a great time. So that makes me happy. But I literally like he did call me and I haven't spoken with him in a while. I haven't heard his voice in a while. And like, it made me all like, like my stomach was like doing flips, just hearing his voice. So I, and I just hope that that like never goes away. I, I maybe am being a dumb romantic, but I want to have the kind of like relationship where like just the person smiling or the sound of someone's voice or the way they say things just like kind of always makes you feel good. And I feels like that right now. And I just, I wonder if that's real. I wonder if it's real to like have that forever where you just sort of look at somebody always and you're just like pew, pew hearts coming out of the eyes. I feel like we've seen some examples. I mean, it's few and far between, but the few examples that we have seen, like those are important to focus on versus the opposite because those are the ones we want to emulate. But at the same time, I mean, when I think about it right now, I'm like, man, I have not been in a relationship for three years. I can't even imagine what all of a sudden it's going to feel like to be in a relationship again and like have feelings for someone. And then also have those feelings last for years. Like what, like, well, when we get into like celebrity news, like there are some couples that are like celebrating anniversaries and I'm like, how on earth do they still feel that same like giggly, googly eyed way after all those years? Because I haven't experienced it yet, it's hard for me to say like, oh, well, that's easy or like that can happen because yeah. I've never experienced that. I know. I It's been a lot longer that I've been not in a relationship. I'm not going <laughs> to say the amount of years, but that feeling is a very foreign feeling to me. Like I am literally like, what? I want to be in a relationship. I want to be part of a partnership. That's where I think I thrive the best in my life. But I can't even wrap my brain around around what that looks like. Even now, even after dating someone for like over half a year, I'm still like, what does that look like even? Like when you become a we, like, oh my God, but that's the worst thing. When people go from being like, I have these plans to we have these plans. Like, yeah. and you're like, oh, well, what are you doing this weekend? And the, and the person's like, well, we're going to do this, this, and this. I didn't ask you about yeah. that other person in your relationship. That's your problem. Yeah. I asked you what you, who was once an individual, yeah. are doing this weekend. Yeah. 
So we are, I mean, yeah, I think people, I mean, when people say like we were pregnant, it's like, okay, yeah, you're having a baby, but not, we are not pregnant. Right. You are pregnant. One person has that belly and yeah, the baby's and, inside and it. Let's not forget who's fucking doing that work. Right. So, so then there's that. And then uh, speaking back about Doheny room, um, Jen and I almost got into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> like I, it Brother. was weird. Okay. So I'm not, I'm fully going to admit here that I was like, we were trying to record like a two drunk girls thing. And, uh, you know, we were in the bathroom and we had a few drinks and I wanted someone to shut the door. And so I wasn't like totally rude, but I also wasn't like polite. I wasn't like, could you please shut the door? I just like arbitrarily was like, okay, shut the door. Like kind of like that. And this girl, I mean, she probably, I wouldn't have, you know, been surprised if she had been like, okay, geez, I'm like left it at that. But this girl like literally flew off the handle. She was like in my face, calling me a bitch. Like I, there was, there was two options at the point that this all like blew up. It was either punch her square in the face because she's crazy or just walk away. And I was like, I'm going to take the high ground because I was just like, forget it. This is, there's no point. Like she was literally flying off the handle. Like she looked like blind. Like she was looking like all over the place. So we, and she was mad because we wanted to film something in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, cause I told her to shut the door and she didn't like the way I asked her. Right. So I'm like, okay, sorry, whatever. I was like, geez. Okay. So we're like, let's just go. As we were leaving, she could not hold herself back. I think it made her mad that we didn't react. Yeah. And so she, Jen was behind me. So she pushed Jen out of the bathroom. And I turn around to see Jen going, she just pushed me. And trying to get back in the bathroom door by like shoving <laughs> her body against the door. And I was like, oh, hell no. Like I almost went back into the mode of like, I almost stepped in front of you and opened the door and like was going to reach in there and pull that bitch's hair. But then I'm like, again. Let's be adults. Let's tell on her. Right. So we went and told security because we are friends with the bartender there, surprisingly. Duh. Hi, Ryan Hooks, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> and told him about the situation because like, I was like, well, we're not going to get our hands dirty. Let's fight. Let's, Let's just get her ass kicked out because right. she's an idiot. Because we're smart girls and we know what's the right thing to do. But also, I think this was the first time anyone has seen me glaze over. Like this girl put her yeah. open hand on my back yeah. and like pushed me out of the bathroom and closed the door behind me to which I then turned around like a freak show and slammed myself like Lauren said into the door to get back in there I don't know what I was going to do once I got back well, in there you were probably just gonna uh, listen I, I mean I like to fight with words because yeah. I'm gonna win in that battle but yeah. like sh- the door was like not opening and yeah. I was like throwing myself like a silly person into the door like the door hurt me well uh, this is my thing I've never been in a fight before I've only been like pushed one time and of course I fought back, but I will never start a fight. Like, that's just not my style. But I'm also like, I have a threshold. And if someone is going to push me or a friend or something, like if she had pushed you and like I was there to see it, I would, I'm telling you a thousand percent have slapped her across the face. There's yeah. absolutely no way I would have just stood there, but I didn't see it. And so she's lucky. She's lucky. She got away somehow. Because I do have like a girl, like a spicy Italian that will come out. I'm not going to start a fight. But if you start a fight and you push me physically, you're done. I have a weird like mama lion thing that happens where like I get very protective and like going to save all the people that I love. (laughs) So like 
I really did glaze over. Like, yeah. I also can't tell you what she looks like because it all happened so I know. fast. Like, when we went back to, like, We're go like, find her. She has brown hair. Like, I couldn't even tell the security guard what the girl looked like because I really glazed over and was, like, ready for war. She glazed <laughs> over first. She looked like a shark about to attack. Like, she was seriously so pissed that I asked her to shut the door. I was like, okay. Like, she just couldn't. She could not oh, stop Oh, brother. Herself. People and their hard. problems. I well, know. anyway... Uh, I think this is a good time to pack up her emotional baggage because we're going to meet our favorite celebrities in baggage claims, starting with The Bachelorette, because yes. this week was bananas. <laughs> and it, actually, it was not bananas. It was horsing, horsing around. Yeah, super horsing. Oh, it was so weird. There was like so many people involved with horses on this episode. The I first know. one being Alex, that small, mon petit man. Um, <laughs> he... I don't know how he even made it this long because they've never even gone in a one-on-one. He's like the one that they just like slips through the cracks because they need like a neutral person. And then they want to like let this like sad individual come out on a date and like just be the one to ax out. Like he's that one that like is he's like a floater. Yeah. Like he couldn't get kicked off yet because he was nice, but he couldn't like make it further because he's like not someone she wants to date. But anyway, so they go on a date where they like, by the, I think by the first part, like she was already like over it, like before the date even started. Like she you could tell when she, they were driving in the car, and you know I've had moments like that in my like dating career, <laughs> career, <laughs> um, where I like was five minutes in and I was like, ah, shit, now I'm stuck here for another hour or so. Like, damn it. Yeah. Like, I already know I don't like this person. How do you get out of here? Well, she can't because she's like got cameras and stuff and like a whole date with them having to like hug a horse. It's like, yeah, we like charity. It was like hug a horse date. Yeah. The horse therapy. They like the horse was laying on the ground to show like how they could be vulnerable and connect with people and like so they laid with the horse and that was their whole date. And I they mean, didn't. I would have probably liked that and would have nuzzled up next to it and like mauled it, but it's weird. It was so weird, the whole thing. So then he gets kicked off because she was just like, nah, not into you, no chemistry there. Yeah. So off Alex goes. Um, and then there was Jordan, who yeah. we loved, and he, like, reveals that he and his brother Aaron Rodgers are not close, which I think we've all been waiting to, like, hear the deal because we think of him as, like, a celebrity adjacent and, yeah. like, turns out. And that's the elephant in the room, and everyone thinks he thinks he's hot shit because he's, you know, Aaron's brother. And then we find out that they don't even talk. And it's like, are we supposed to now, this is like his redeeming moment. Is this giving him more integrity and more like worth? Is that what they're trying to do? Because when he wins, because we know she's going to pick him, we can't hate him. No, because he's not close with Aaron. But maybe he'll reunite with Aaron and have a whole moment. On the hometown date. Yeah. And then they say he's not even going to show up. And all the news articles now are about the fact that these two are estranged and like, Maybe they'll reconnect and then it'll be publicity central. Yeah, totally. Her. And then they'll go on double dates with Olivia Munn and Aaron So cute because I want to be her best friend. Yeah. Sorry, Lauren. Um, all right. You can have her. And then there is a group date that was so awkward town. It was James, Robbie, and Chase. And they, like, hung out in the suite because it was raining. And they played Truth or Dare. And they did, like, silly things. They watched and, The Bachelor from Brazil or yeah. whatever it was. Oh, brother. It was weird. so weird. And, you know, obviously we knew Robbie was going to get the rose because they do have a, the strongest connection. And he yeah. even said, he's like, I'm a front runner. Like, yeah. and if you don't feel that way, why are you still there? If you don't feel like you have the strongest bond with her, yeah. like. For me, if, like, you and I, let's say, like, the same guy. Like, if I could tell that, like, you had a closer relationship with yeah. the guy, I would back off because I'd totally. be like, well, this What's is not. Point? Yeah, like, so, I don't, I, it's very odd, the whole thing. The whole game in general is pretty odd. Yeah. But, so, anyway, we see that James goes home, and it's really sad. Poor James. So sad. 
yeah, so Luke then has a one-on-one, and he's great. And I think I think the final three are going to be Luke, Jordan, and Robbie. Yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree with that, and I definitely think Jordan's going to be the winner. Same. Um, and speaking of winning, Russell Wilson reveals the best part of his wedding day, and it's probably going to make Ciara swoon. First of all, did you see their cute wedding pictures? I'm sure you did. Yeah. She looked gorgeous. She was in like a Roberto Cavalli custom couture gown, I believe, and um, and her son was even in like a a custom little suit cute and um now there's like a lot of things happening after like russell wilson you know he's a athlete and he is hosting a lot of things and ciara is like uh she's producing an hour she's making an album right now so they're both really busy um and, and doing their own thing which i think is great but they're both really very much in the public eye after their wedding and the fact that Russell's like, you know, uh, hosting the um, Nickelodeon Kids Choice Sports Awards. And he was being interviewed saying that um, like watching her walk down the aisle was like the best moment and just like being very, very cute and appreciative of of his wife and how in love they are and that they do are doing a lot of things separately right now. And they're both very busy and that they're looking to have kids, but you know, right now they're focusing on their careers and I think that's great. And I love looking at all their wedding pictures. Like she looked gorgeous. Oh, cute. I I love her. I never get enough of like celebrity weddings because it is like a fairy tale in its own. Um, Speaking of which happy anniversary to Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan Tatum. They have been together for like seven years. Oh, and it seems our guest is calling. In, I believe. Well, let's give it a go. Let's see. Hello. Hey, ladies. Hi. Hi. Dr. Karen, how are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for calling in. Where are you calling from again? Chicago. That's right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling in. We're like, you're like our resident doctor now. I love it. I love it. I love everything you guys are talking about. It's all super on brand for me. And uh, yeah, we need to have more conversations like this because, you know, people need to get into the discourse because there's a lot going on. I know there is a lot going on and we have, we really, really, I mean, obviously we talk about dating and relationships on this show, but uh, we don't really focus on so much on being single very much. We focus on like the other half of that. Like what's at the end of the single road. And also kind of like being single because it's a default. Like obviously if you're not in a relationship, you have to be single. Cause what else are you going to be? But like, <laughs> we're not like owning single as much as we necessarily should. It feels like a consolation prize. And totally. we're like, well, I can do this cause I'm single and I have freedom, but it's not like, man, I'm single. And that's awesome. So can you explain yeah. to our listeners what single shaming is? Yeah, it is a term that, you know, I had um, a reporter reach out to me. It would have been like maybe four or five months ago. And it was the first I heard of it. And she said, you know, I know about your book and I know about your brand. And there's this notion of, of single shaming. Do you want to talk about it? I was like, uh, yeah. I think it's just a really nice way of kind of conceptualizing what goes on. And like you guys were just saying, there's a piece of being single that, yes, it's by choice, because, of course, we could all have just some fool in our life, you know, and just be like, okay, so I have a plus one, even though there's really no true connection with this person. And we could just, like, you know, grab somebody off the street just to have someone in our life. But, you know, if when we choose to be single, that, I mean, there's a piece of it is, that is choice, but there's a piece of it that sometimes feels like it's not choice. And because it's not choice always, 
then there's the, the perception from others oftentimes that it's like, well, then there's something wrong with you. Or else you would have a line of 25 eligible men who would just want to be with you. But they are sensing and seeing that there's some tragic flaw in you. And that's why they're turning around and saying no thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had people say to me, like, I don't get it. How are you single? And then I'm like, wait. Oh, yeah. Oh no, is there something secretly wrong with me that they don't know? It's like an <laughs> underhanded compliment. They're like, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. And you're like, well, it is the truth. So I don't know what you're saying, but I am single. And it's like, the focus is that it's kind of, it, you know what? It's actually kind of like on trend with that whole Jennifer Aniston article that just came out where she was writing a lot about like, why am I being judged on like, what I'm supposed to be doing as a woman, like whether it's, I mean, she's married now, but we could start with saying being single, but now she says she's being like shamed all the time for like not having a child or not being married before. And it's like that, that doesn't make her any less of a woman. That is, oh my gosh. It is. Yeah, you're right. There's such a parallel there. And what troubles me is that women supposedly a couple generations ago were supposed to be liberated to be able to have choices, right? To have the life we want, whether that included a man, whether that included a woman, whether that included a family, whether or not it included a huge career or all of the above. And yet somehow I think women by and large didn't get the memo because oftentimes we're shaming each other the most. And that's just so frustrating. And I'm, and I'm glad Jennifer Anderson put that out there and it, and it is brought the conversation up again and her situation has to do with you know when is that is she can have a baby bump does she have a baby bump is she can be a mother it's like listen jennifer aniston is living her life back off if she's yeah. a mother someday great if she decides to be a mother you know and you don't know she may have a lot of pain surrounding that maybe she'd like to be a mother maybe she's trying to do fertility right now we don't know and so yeah. for people to always be commenting on it and it's the same with the single thing it's like Sometimes people are, I mean, like I said, I do believe it's a choice essentially, but it's not always a choice that it's like, I really want to be, you know, alone this weekend, but it's like, I, I'd rather be alone and be happy and content myself than just to have a phony relationship so that everyone would get off my back. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like we could all date somebody. There's a million people out there and there's so many dating apps. Like there are more fish in the sea than I can even deal with too many options almost, but like do you really want to spend your time with somebody that you don't care about necessarily or you don't connect with just to have another body I mean, there? Je it's totally true. Jen actually like a month ago was dating a guy that was great. Everything was great about him, but she just felt like they were better as friends. And I know that sounds like a cliche, but it's true. And she could have just stayed with him and been in a relationship and moved into his house and lived a great life and did all the things. But like, it, she just didn't, couldn't do it. And I agree. It's like, you do want to have, find a boyfriend or a significant other or a girlfriend or whatever it is, but it's not at the expense of just settling. Yeah. It almost like yeah. ate me up inside. I was like anxious about the fact that like I was spending time with somebody that I knew I didn't have romantic feelings for. And I was like, well, aren't I kind of too young also just to have a companion? Like I'd rather just be with my <laughs> friends and my family or have me time because yeah. I have like laying around to do. <laughs> right <laughs> I'm laying around. yeah but you know what you guys and I know you see this I think we talked about this before is I mean people do that all the time and they try to make it work and I get it sometimes you just are tired of being by yourself I mean I would agree with you just lay around and enjoy that because I mean that is a wonderful thing to do with your life but I mean sometimes it's our own pressure too because yeah, we're like, yeah. I just want that. I want that person, you know, I, and I get it. You know, I want to like, it's, it's a natural and it's, it's a desire, but 
the reality is, and I almost did it. I think I told you guys before, I almost got married to the wrong guy. And two months before the wedding called it off. But it was the same thing that you're talking about with this relationship you were in, Jen. I mean, it was like, I recognized that he was a great friend. He cracked up. He was so smart and successful and driven. I really admired him in so many ways. But that romantic chemistry wasn't there. And I'm like, really? Am I really going to marry someone and not have that? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, what's the point then? You know, I mean, I've got fabulous gay guys. If I wanted to, like, if that's all I want, is someone to like crack me up and be funny and, and, and be my buddy and there's not going to be that romantic chemistry and that spark and that zaza zoo, well then I'll just hang out with my gay boys for the rest of my life and that would be totally. fine too. But you know. Totally. <laughs> I'm with you there. Um, do you think that that chemistry though can grow? Because there were like, you know, obviously you consult your friends and dating takes a village and like we ask everyone on our group chat, like their opinion of everything, but like, I had friends that said, oh, just give it a couple of dates like that chemistry will grow or like just sleep with him. Maybe they'll feel something different. I'm like, I don't want to because I don't feel anything for him. So how am I going to do it? And then all of a sudden feelings are going to come. I just can't. Well, like, is there a chicken and an egg scenario there? Yeah. You know, people talk about that. And actually, they, I've, I've heard people talk about like that, you know, for guys, it's like either they're into you or they're not physically and romantically like they know immediately whereas girls would be like oh yeah but you know you know he wasn't like the hottest thing I've ever seen but we went on a couple of dates and he was so nice and he cracked me up and so I think that it's fine to give a little wiggle room I don't know that I would be like sleep with him and that'll be the litmus test I mean because I mean that might feel yucky later <laughs> you know because yeah, you're yeah. like I you know I personally wouldn't advise that but do I, I just advise people hey if you're kind of feeling like let me just see, you know, give it a couple of days. I mean, for sure. But I mean, don't do what I did and stay in a relationship for four years and almost marry the guy, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's fair to give it a little bit of time because also maybe, maybe you're not over your ex yet, or maybe, you know, he, like there's something weird going on. Like he reminds you of someone that you didn't like and you need to kind of push past those initial impressions and see what he's really about. But I think again, in the end, your gut will always lead you in the right direction. And if you're starting to feel like, icky like you were saying then mm-hmm. then it's time to go on and, and be and, and think of it this way it's the kind thing to do to him too right i mean yeah. yes don't right because he doesn't want to be your buddy he wants you know he wants to turn you on and if right. he's not doing that then help him you know let him go to find a woman that he does that for totally agree so while we're all single technically um, it's, you're saying that like, we should stop worrying about being single and being alone and that it's better to be single, um, in between relationships for like a long time, if you think, or how long, or what do you think about like sitting in the singledom? Yeah. And I, like I was saying, it's not, I'm not trying to say it's easy to do. And I certainly, I mean, my friends, when I was single, they were like, uh, you know, my wife, <laughs> there's a guy I was dating for several months and she at one point started calling him dill because she's like you're just dilly dallying with this guy oh <laughs> my god like, that's hilarious so she literally yeah my girlfriends and i had like tons of nicknames like the guys really had names until they were like really a thing with us so it would always be like nicknames and she called him dill to this day she calls him dill but i mean so i'm not saying that i would always got it right and so i guess sometimes you know when you've had experiences and you're like oh i wish i could have done it this way it eats you more uh just wanting to share with other people like hey don't mess up like I did so I mean to me I feel like like getting back to what we were talking about before I really feel like women need to just give each other permission to have our own path I mean like if you're single for a period of time 
and, I, and I'm for it. Like, get on an app if you want to try to meet people or join a dating service or do whatever you want to try to meet people. But if it's not working, don't, don't, um, don't try to interpret that it's not working, that there's something wrong with you, fundamentally wrong with you. Because there may not be. I mean, my husband was married to someone else for 20 years. You know, so, I mean, yeah. so, like, and I'm, I believe he's the love of my life, and we were meant to be together. So all those years that I was like, what's wrong with you? Because I would do that. I would sometimes psychoanalyze myself and try to figure out why I was still single. I heard the same thing, things you guys hear, like, gosh, how are you still single? You seem normal and halfway cute and actually fun to be around, you know. And they don't mean it as an insult, but it certainly feels that way. I think they really mean it as a compliment. But so I would sometimes go into that space of like, gosh, am I doing something wrong? Am I too picky and all that? And so what I'm encouraging people through my book is to just go, hey, you know, sometimes they're just not here. I mean, what if the guy that you're supposed to be with, you know, is, is got a job in New York City and he hasn't had the job transfer to get to L.A. to meet you next month? I mean, do you know, and all those years of you going, oh, man, am I, am I messed up somehow? Really, yeah. it could just be circumstantial. I know. Yeah. I think about that too, like with the guy that I'm dating right now and the situation that we're in and he has like a very specific uh, life. And uh, I don't think that I would have been ready to accept what he has to bring uh, to the table until now. And if it took waiting till I was 35 to meet potentially the guy, then it was worth it because I had to be ready to accept what he was giving to me. And I think he too had to be willing to accept accept someone in return that's going to treat him the way he needs to be treated because he's like an awesome guy. And so I think it's like the story has to be written until you get to that point. So I love that. I think that's such a great, great way of putting like your personal experience. And, and that's really fleshing out what I'm saying. You don't, yeah. I mean, we, again, it sounds so corny, like you're churning, but like, really, we do grow, we change in every relationship we in, we are in helps us know ourselves better and know what works for us better. And like you said, I mean, yeah, when I met my husband, I mean, I don't think the 25-year-old version of me would have had the same connection with my husband as the 42, when I was 40 when we met, the 40-year-old version. You know, it's, so yeah. I agree with you. It's just we have to go on our own path. And just by the way, I just heard this um, yesterday on the radio, um, Helen Fisher, who is an anthropologist and does tons of research, has for years on love and relationships. I mean, all the data that's coming in now is showing that the older you are at the age of first marriage, the less likely you are to divorce. And that's not just in our culture. That's an 80 society. Wow. So wow. Is, I, yes. I believe yes. So it's Yeah. Time is on your side when you're single. That's another thing I like to try to encourage women. It's like, Hey, don't push it. Don't rush it because everything you're learning about yourself when you're single, is going to just prepare you and actually give you a better chance of having a successful relationship. I totally agree. Jen and I always say we're like, we like ourselves so much more and feel so much more comfortable in our own skin, the older that we get. And if you really want to be like, you have to have that in order to like be in a successful relationship, I think, because it's not about completing. Like, I don't like when people say like, you complete me, like you need to be complete before you meet that person. I think I, so yeah. I feel like the more you get to know yourself and that just takes time and life experience, the better chance you have at being complete when you meet the person. And I think also like, you know, like I think the guy that I'm dating right now is like the best guy I've ever met. And I want to be the best person I could be for him because I think that's what he deserves. So it's like, you have to be at that point and hopefully it all works out or whatever. But I just think, yeah, it's all part of feeling comfortable in your skin and time on my side. I will take it. <laughs> 
No, for sure. And I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I hate that notion of you complete me. It's so bogus. And why would someone bring that? Like, that's a lot of pressure to put on someone. Hey, by the way, I'm in love with you, so complete me. It's like, no. You know, bring your A game and and have your act together. Now, does your partner bring out the best in you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do the two of you, is it like the whole is greater than the sum of its parts? Maybe the two of you are this power couple, but yeah, bring out the best of each other and find new things about each other and challenge each other. And it's, and it's great. So I'm not saying that it's not that, then yeah, when you have the best relationship you've ever had in your life, and if you wait for something extraordinary, it is really powerful. And you're like, wow. I mean, there is something really, really, I mean, exceptional about being with someone, but I, it's, it's not that they complete you and like you're like running around with missing limbs until you meet them and thank God you did because otherwise you'd be half of a person. I mean, that's totally ridiculous. I so agree. sad for you if you're half a person. I know. <laughs> Lame. Yikes. Um, so now do you think that singles should make a pros and cons list? Like if you're at a certain point where you're like looking to get into a relationship, like, do you think that there should be some criteria involved or that you should just be completely open and like not have any kind of list at all? Yeah. It's so funny because the list seems to come up a lot when I talk to singles and I didn't write a list for the longest. I really, really resisted it because I thought, you know, I don't want to have these like very black and white notions that like if he doesn't do this or he isn't this, I want to be very open. But at the same time, I knew that there would be some core values that had to be in place just because I knew what worked for me. Um, so, but what I do remember, it's funny, is this is kind of a, a, a little bit of a woo-woo story. So let's see, I met my husband in August and that March, I remember one night just being up and being like, and I'm 40 now, like what is going on? And so I was like, everyone writes these lists. Maybe I just need to write this list and put it out there, you know? And so I did write a list. And finally, you know, like, again, I hadn't done it. I've resisted it for so long. And I did write a list. And um, I think my husband met every single one of them, except he didn't have salt and pepper hair, which I thought was so sexy with salt and pepper hair. Yes, but, um, <laughs> but now he's getting it, you know, because <laughs> it's six years later. So, But, um, yeah, I don't know. It is kind of weird that in March, you know, of 2010, I wrote the list and then I met him in August. I I love it. I think that the, I mean, I felt like the purpose of a list is just to like make it real for yourself to point out things that you are looking for, even if they're arbitrary or ancillary or whatever. And then it like, just to know they're there so that you then are spotting them and recognizing them just as you would with anything else that you're putting. I mean, you wouldn't call up, you know, a the department store and just say like send me any pair of jeans you would say like I want this jean and this color and this size and this price and send it to this address like it's just being specific yeah, yeah I agree with you I think when I talk to men they get like Ellen she had this list you know men really bristle at the, the list notion where I, I agree with you I don't think women are coming at it like and if you are one inch shorter than I had hoped I would never date you I mean I don't yeah. like that but you know whatever that's them I mean I mean, does a guy want to be with a woman that shallow anyway? I mean, yeah, exactly. that's the other piece. Well, like, and if he is, like, if yeah. he wants to be with a woman that shallow, we probably shouldn't want to be with him. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Let those folks just hang out with each other. <laughs> you know? I, but, I, yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't think the list thing is such a bad thing in and of itself. And, you know, and my list was like, you know, some. it's funny because, you know, one of my big, you know, I have a chapter in the book about not, not being, I, I tell him, hey, you're not too picky. And then again, sometimes people really, 
was this, that, and they're like, oh, really? You know, Dr. Karen says be picky, and, you know, she's encouraging women to, like, if he doesn't make this much money or he doesn't, you know, drive this kind of car, and I'm like, oh, no, really? That's not all I'm talking about. I'm like, don't lower your standards in terms of, like, the way someone treats you, you know, like, don't be with a jerk just because you want to have someone around. That's what I'm talking about. Like, my list was, like, I wanted an animal lover, because I found in my experience that people who love animals are a little bit more sensitive to other, to humans as well, you know, so... That's the kind of stuff that was on my list. You know? Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like he's got to make seven figures and stuff like that. Yeah. So. But that would be nice if he did. Yeah. Icing <laughs> on the cake. Um, well, why also, we need to touch on this too, because I am totally intrigued. Like, why do you say that breakups are the best thing that ever happened to you? Because you get the ones that aren't going to work out of the way. They can move on. So yeah, it's now, like celebrating being single, celebrating like the, you know, the not wasting time. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly it. And again, that comes from my experience, which I was not the best at breaking up. In fact, I was pretty bad at it. And I would recycle guys and it seemed like the on again, off again pattern was like <laughs> my default. So that also comes from me kind of wishing I could do it again and do it better. And so, again, that's one of the chapters in the book where I'm kind of like, you know, just watch it, you know, the whole X fray, I call it. You know, you can get caught up in it. And um, and, and it's understandable because, you know, there's still that part of your heart that they're holding on to, even if they're trying to move on. And so I would just say my – I'm trying to reframe it for people, like when we're having a conversation like this, is try to look at it like, okay, since it didn't work out, no harm, no foul, but let's move on and, and cut our losses. And, and instead of even cutting losses, think of it as, what did I learn? What did I gain? And now I'm better prepared for the next person who could potentially be the one. But it, it is hard. Because, I mean, breakups are just, they're hideous and they're painful and they they're are. nasty. But we got to look at them as a good thing rather than a bad. And I have a question speaking of exes. How important do you think that it is to create distance between yourself and an ex, especially if you're like all very close or in a good group of friends? Like, how important do you think it is to say, like, we need some time? I think it's very important. I think it's, and it's so hard now with Facebook and everything. I mean, like, you can, like, I mean, you make people talk about Facebook stalking. It's like you don't even need to stalk sometimes and stuff is just popping up in your face, oh, right? Yeah, it totally stuff just comes your, up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so that's hard. And I mean, I remember a guy I dated in college and we just, you know, we dated for like the last two years of school. And, and so when we broke up I and mean, we had all the same friends and some of my friends were like really mad at me. They're like, um, how come you guys broke up? And now I feel like you broke up with me too as your friend. And I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to break up with you, obviously, but you know, quickly, and it was a bunch of couples too, you know, you guys are all still together. You guys are all so happy and being around you. is just a very painful reminder. So I did have to create distance even with my friendships at times over the years just to to heal. It makes sense. And then, I mean, you can obviously like have your relationships separately versus like within the group or take your time and come back. Like I remember going through a breakup and needing to like have space and time. I didn't want to know anything about any of them and what they were doing without me there. So I like lost it out of my eyesight. And then now when I see them, it's all fine. And we have our relationship like it picked up like it never went away. And my ex-boyfriend's friends still love me. In fact, I'm like going into business with one of them. Like it just time and space needed to happen so that those feelings weren't so fiery still. I agree. I think that you can't fully get over someone unless you create 
a little bit of distance. And I have an experience with that. <laughs> and then I feel this way, but I think that yes, time need time and distance needs to be created in order to get over somebody, especially if you've been in like a very, very long relationship with the person too. Do you think there's a formula for how long it takes to get over a relationship? Like that you should give yourself X amount of time before even jumping into another one? That's so funny because I remember I think it was Sex in the City Charlotte talking about like if the relationship lasted two years, then you're going to need at least a year. Like, you need half as long as the relationship was to heal. Yep. And I was always like, I think I need double. So the relationship lasted two years. I need four years to heal. Because I just felt like I was so bad at getting over guys. Because it just felt so much like my, like I was saying earlier, that my heart was still tied to them. And But here's one thing that I learned finally that I thought was really helpful. Because I remember this, this thing that I was talking about in college. Like, when we broke up, I was just devastated and I just remember it was like oh my gosh Karen and Kelly they're just like I mean that was just the power couple and we were and it wasn't like oh we were so great but it's just like I felt so great with him and I knew he was so great and I just loved what we were about and I remember it took me a while and finally one time I, I looked at myself in the mirror I'm like you know what Karen and Kelly were great but Karen is still here and she's still great and she had all that great relationship energy to bring to the next relationship so stop giving him so much credit for the relationship that you love so much. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. give yourself a little credit too that you've got that same, that same great energy to give to the next relationship. Because I was giving him, I think, more credit just because I was so in love with him. And so when we busted up, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to feel that again. It's like, well, yeah, you will, and you will have your, you still have you to bring to the next relationship. Yeah, I've done the same exact thing. So I guess it's just different for any relationship. Like the faster you can tell yourself that, then the faster you're going to get over the person. And I think that there's probably not a formula. Like I've been, I've heard that too. Like it takes half the amount of time you're with the person. And I always felt the same way. Like, oh my God, why am I taking so long then? I think you just have to get to telling yourself that and then you can move on. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, again, it's probably unique to different people. And again, I wish I'd been better at breaking up. But then again, you know, that's me. You know, when I gave my heart, I gave it completely, which sounds really corny. But, you know, would I have not wanted to give myself that wholly in a relationship? No, that doesn't make sense either. So you just yeah. got to give yourself permission to take your time and to not beat yourself up if it's taking longer than you kind of think you should be taking. Agreed. I agree. Yeah. Now, what do you think of people, though, that like break up and get back together and break up and get back together? Like, (laughs) I mean, do you think that, you know, once it's done, it should be done or or that sometimes people do deserve a second chance? Yeah, I mean, I would never I mean, I'm a psychologist, right? I believe in the power of people to you know be able to change and to grow and to improve themselves and everything. And I was the worst. I was even like my on again, off again was sometimes even more nebulous. It was like we wouldn't technically get back together. But we just act like we were dating, you know, like, but we wouldn't really get back together. Except everyone's like, um, so you guys are hanging out 24-7, so you are dating again. I'm like, no, 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 we're not really dating. It's like, okay, <laughs> to the title of your show. It's complicated, which is really very difficult, I mean, for everyone involved, because then there's no understanding or of what you actually are doing. Um, but, I mean, I would say, and I say in the book, too, like, I'm not against people getting back together. But if you really are serious about getting back together, and it's not just because you're, you know, having a hard time disentangling, which I think was usually what was going on with me. But if you're really wanting to get back together, then you need to kind of see that that whatever core issues busted you up haven't addressed. And probably individually, right? Like, he needs to go work on whatever it was that was screwing up your relationship. You know, I mean, just a corny example, but like, you know, if he was 
drinking too much? You know, did he address his drinking issues or his anger management and on, a, on an individual level? And then he's better prepared. He's grown, he's changed and better prepared. And then maybe all those other things that were great about the relationship now really can be the focus and not the um, pathology of the relationship. I love that advice. Work on yourself while you're single and after you break up. And remind yeah. people, you just addressed your book, What, where your book can be found, where they can buy it, what's it called? Yeah, it's called Single is the New Black, Don't Wear White Till It's Right. Love and, it. Yeah, it's available. <laughs> yeah, so it's um, uh, in, on Amazon.com, it's on BarnesandNoble.com, it's in uh, Kindle and uh, Nook format. Um, you can find it on my website as well. There's a link to it there. Also, my podcast interviews, like with you guys, are available to hear on my website in case anyone's ever missed one. Um, it's Dr. Karen, D-R-K-A-R-I-N dot me. And uh, yeah, so I'm all over the place on Instagram. And I, fo- I, I follow you guys, your funny little uh, two drunk girl stuff. Always crack me up. <laughs> Thank I you. Them. Thanks for the laughs. <laughs> of course. Yeah, and I'm on Twitter, and- Dr. Karen Anderson, again with an I. Great. Thank you so much for calling in, Dr. Karen. We always love to hear your advice. We're going to celebrate being single until we're not. And we will definitely have you call in again because we are going to make you our new resident doctor. Yes, I love it. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much for all of your advice and for your experience. And we will talk with you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. I just love Dr. Karen. She always just makes you feel good. Definitely does. And you know who else makes us feel good? Our our favorite funny guy, Michael Rosenbaum, who's joining us next week again to talk more about Impastor Season 2 and what he's been doing. Um, And he actually is someone we just celebrated his birthday this past weekend. His birthday was also Monday, so happy birthday, Michael. Um, And guys, don't forget to tune in to Two Drunk Girls tomorrow at 3 p.m., and we will be there with drunk news and booze. That's right. And I'm going to give a quick relationship quote of the day. I like to say distance makes the heart grow fonder. And I think it's very true. How appropriate. Guys, we deliver this content to you every week for free. We know that you have not only this show to listen to, but a million other ones that exist out there. Millions. So we're so grateful that you keep coming back to ours. That's right. And we love hearing from you. So keep the iTunes comments and ratings coming and the YouTube comments and ratings and likes and subscribe to all of our things because we love you so much. And we also know that the biggest favor you can do is tell a friend about our podcast or two drunk girls so please tell a friend share the love we love you spread the word because you know we want people to listen yeah and maybe also call in or give us advice too because we clearly need it so this is a two-way conversation guys (laughs) so don't forget to follow us at complicated show on instagram and twitter and facebook and let's keep this conversation going For sure. And next week, tune in again, like we said, for our interview with Michael Rosenbaum. Everybody have a great, fun rest of the week. Happy hump day. And we will be back next Wednesday with some fun, no more relationship talk. Let you guys know how my date did or didn't go tonight. I just cannot wait to hear about that. Neither can I. All right. Love you long time.
You're listening to It's Complicated with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli, only on L.A. Talk Radio. 